0: Good morning, church. I'm excited for our gathering this morning. Like me, I know all of you, your world has been turned upside down by the coronavirus. Mine has too. What I'm recommending is that we do exactly as the CDC says. Let's follow our state and federal government instructions. And I just think everything else will be just fine. This morning, though, I want to share with you a word from God that might, that will, that makes, encourage us and uh, enlighten us as we continue to live in spite of the coronavirus. I'm asking that you would take out your Bible or you would navigate with your electronic device. As we read the, the word of God, I'm going to ask that you read the word of God along with me. Turning your Bible to the book of Judges. The book of Judges, it follows Joshua. In fact, at this time, Joshua is already dead. Turn to Josh, to Judges, the sixth chapter. And I want to begin reading at verse 11. Hear the word of the Lord for the people of God. The angel of the Lord came, and he sat under the oak that was in Ophrah, which belonged to Joash, the Abyssalite, his son Gideon, was threshing wheat in the winepress in order to hide from the Midianites. Verse 12. Then the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said, The Lord is with you, valiant warrior. Verse 13 says, Gideon says unto him, Please, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened? And where are the wanderers that our fathers told us about? They said, hadn't the Lord brought us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to Midian. Verse 14 reads, the Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and deliver Israel from the grass of Midian. I am sending you. And he said to him, Please, Lord, how can I deliver Israel? Look, my family is the weakest in Manassas, and I am the youngest in my family. Verse 16. But I will be with you, the Lord said to him. And you will strike down Midian down as if it were one man. I want to talk about as we are being reassured by the scripture that the Lord is with us. That the Lord is with us. In rough times, it is, in rough times, we can begin to question and ask ourselves, where is God? In this time of isolation and social distancing, You may be asking, Where is God? Uh, And that's in part what this sermon is about this morning because I declare that God is still with us. God uses our trials and our tribulations to grow us and to strengthen our faith in Him. For we know that without faith, without faith, we cannot please God. But God is a reward of those who diligently seek him. God loves to give his children the full assurance of faith. And having faith in God, it brings comfort, it, it brings deep peace, and it brings constellation, especially in times of troubles. And God wants each of us, he wants each of you to have that. And so, yes, I say this morning that God is still here. In fact, if God wants to, he can turn things around. Yes, right in the midst of all that we're encountering right now, God can turn things around in such a way that people can see that God is still with us. Take Isaac in Genesis chapter 26. And Isaac had planted and sowed and reaped a hundredfold bumper crop. And the people saw that he was so blessed they asked him to leave. And then later the people came back to seek Isaac and to establish a covenant with him. And they said they came back to establish a covenant with him because they could see that the Lord was with him. Notice they came back and said that they could see that the Lord was with him. And God wants to be with us in like manner so that the world could see that God is with us. And so in the book of Judges, in the sixth chapter, we can gleam and see a man that that looks exactly like us and behaves exactly like us in the time that we're living in. We find that Gideon, who is in the book of Judges, is an ordinary guy going about doing his ordinary life. It is a period of time when Israel is, is, is going through a merry-go-round like type lifestyle where they're having lots of ups and downs. It was a time when people done exactly what they wanted to do in their own sight. It was a time when God gave into the hands of the Midianites to oppress the Israelites, and the Midianites were as grasshoppers. They were 135,000 strong. And they would terrorize Israel and they would, as Israel would plant, would sow and plant their crops. And when crops came to maturity, the fields were raided, leaving the people destituted. In fact, they were so afraid that many of them, many of them had become so frustrated and bewildered and did not have any idea of what they could do next. And so we find here... That we find Midian, we find Gideon in the wine press, and God is calling him to do something. in verse eleven we find here in verse eleven we find here that the angel of the Lord came and he sat under the oak of Oprah, which belongs to Joash, the Abizzarite. his son Gideon, was sitting in the threshing wheat. Was threshing wheat in the wine press in order to hide from the Midianites. Here we find God is with Gideon in the presence of everyday activity. Gideon is in the wine press threshing wheat because he is afraid of the Midianites. And the question is where is God? God is right there with him. In fact, God is with us, God is above us, God is below us, and God is in us all. And so we find that Gideon, even in the midst of troubles, in the midst of everyday activities, we find that God is in the very midst with Gideon. I declare God is in the midst with each of us. No matter what our plight is, no matter what our struggle, no matter what our trial is, He's right there in the middle of it. God knows what bills are due. God knows all about health issues. God knows about everything. And God is right there in the midst. And so we find Gideon doing everyday life things, and we find God right there. Present with him where he is. The lesson is is that God not only is everywhere, but the lesson is that God can choose how He wants to change things. Yes, He can do it by miracles, but in this case, He uses Gideon. He calls Gideon, and in fact, Gideon then becomes obedient to God. And then the Israelites are no longer oppressed. And so we must be ready to answer God's call to obedience and to action. We must pray as though God, that everything depends on God. And then when we finish praying, we must work as though everything depends on us. All throughout chapter six, we find that Gideon is still struggling, he still needs assurance. Like us, he's in a difficult situation. He's in dire straits, and he continues to need to be assured that God is still with him. Verse 12 said, Then the angel of the Lord appears to him and says, The Lord is with you, valiant warrior. We find a man who's at, at dead end that is hiding in fear, with a limited amount of wheat, and the nation of Israel is on the brink of bankruptcy, but God hears their prayer every time. Early in the first chapter, it says that the Lord, that, that the people were being oppressed by the Midianites, and the people called and cried out to God, and God sent a prophet. The people again are going through struggles and trials and tribulations and they crowd again and the Lord sends a word to Gideon. The application here is that God will meet us in our situation. The lesson is that it, it, it does not matter what it is, God is there. But I think another lesson is, is that God, when he comes, he does not come with a heavy hand he does not come with harsh criticism. When we are in trouble, he does not come and bully and push us around. When God comes, he sees the potential in us that we cannot even see in ourselves. Have you ever been in a place where God has, where word of God has come into you and you will be looking like, who, me? Are you talking about Me? And what God wants us to do is receive this idea of a brand new identity in him and then began to live this new life. And that's what Gideon is struggling with this morning. The Lord comes to him and says, Please, the Lord comes to him and said, Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him and says, The Lord is with you, mighty, mighty warrior. And Gideon is shocked and surprised like many of you and I are. We wouldn't wouldn't expect to see the Lord in the midst of dying or losing a loved one. Um, we, We don't think that the Lord is with us in the time of bankruptcy. We don't think that the Lord is with us in the time of social isolation. But the Lord is with us. He's with us wherever we are. If we are his children, he's always with us. And if we are not believers, he's standing right in front of us, inviting you to come in. Gideon goes into a litany of rebellious remarks as God is trying to reassure him that he is with him. Verse 13, let's listen at this to see if there are any Uh, in any any situations in which we might say uh, in response to God. Gideon in verse 13 says, why has this happened to us? He's questioning God's fairness. Why me? Why are we wondering? He's questioning God's power. Why won't you help, Lord? Now the Lord has abandoned us. Why won't you help us, Lord? Now he's questioning if the Lord has abandoned us. Where is the Lord when I need him? Now they're questioning, now he's questioning God's faithfulness. He goes on and then God strengthens him. He tells Gideon, you go in the strength that I give you because I'm sending you. Gideon continues with his, with his excuses. My clan is the weakest of them all. In other words, I come from a poor family background. He says, I'm the least of my family members. Gideon is saying, I'm the runt. I'm the one that's least to, expected to succeed. You and me together are a majority is what the Lord is saying. He says that you will strike down the Midianites as though they are one man. The thing I love about the Lord is as Gideon continues to seek assurance, we find that God is real patient with him, that God continues to listen and be patient with him as, he tried, as God tries to grow and mature Gideon. The Lord gives Gideon a command. And Gideon tries to find all types of reasons as why he should not obey God. Gideon says to the Lord, Lord, I I, I just have one more thing that I'd like to to do. He says, I'm going to get a fleece. And he says, in that fleece, God, what I want is that when I put the fleece, when I lay the fleece on the threshing board floor, I want, first of all, to be water in the fleece, but no water around it. So early in the morning, Gideon gets up. He rinses, he twists, he twists the fleece, and a bowl of water comes out, but there is no water on the floor. Gideon said, Lord, Lord, I, I, I beg your patience. I just have one more thing to ask of you. And then Gideon said, this time I want water around the fleece, but I want the fleece to be dried. The Bible says that night God did that. And when Gideon wakes up the next morning, the ground around the fleece is wet, but the fleece is dry. Here again, God is saying to Gideon and he's saying to you and I that I'm in the midst of what you're going through right now. I'm with you when you cannot see me, I'm with you when you cannot feel me. I'm with you when you are feeling like coming unglued and falling apart. I'm with you. I am even with you in your pity party. And so we find that the word of God is reassuring to the people of God. Because the word of God is so impactful. The Word of God is the only thing that can turn back fear and discouragement. Because we find there's power in the Word of God. We find that the Word of God gave Gideon reassurance that with God, all things are possible. And we find God doing that all throughout the Bible. I remember when Abraham was struggling with faith and needed assurance. God said to him, I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make make you famous and I will be a blessing unto you and to others and I will bless those that bless you and I will curse those that curse you and he goes on and becomes the father of the faithful. And the children of Israel were struggling and needed reassurance from the Lord. They got a word from him. They concluded that after God had done all of the miracles, allowed them to walk across the Red Sea on dry land, Gave manna from heaven, water from a rock. They concluded that God is not a man, so so does he not lie. He's not human, so he does not change his mind. He has never spoken and failed to act. And somebody said, well, what about today? How relevant is God's word and comforting it is today? In the New Testament, Acts 1.8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem and throughout Judea and Samaria and unto the ends of the world. I'm so glad that God was there with them. For he said, by grace we are saved through faith and are not by yourself. Why, it is a gift from God and not of works, lest any man should boast. I'm so glad that God is with me. I feel God moving even now on the altars of my heart. Gideon's personal struggle was there to encourage us. I think we all got a little Gideon in us. We all find ourselves needing some reassurance. If you woke up this morning in your right mind, you got assurance. If you went to bed last night with a roof over your head, you got assurance. If you got food on your table, and you're eating pretty good, then you have assurance. If you have a reasonable portion of health and strength, uh, you have assurance. Lord, have mercy. The nation of Israel finds itself at the lowest point. Uh, They had abandoned God uh, and had turned their backs and engaged in pagan worship. And so they were spiritually and emotionally and physically and mentally bankrupt. Uh, and they were on the brink uh, of a catastrophic uh, and a chisoclasmic and a, and a, and a uh, uh, destruction. But God came in, uh, and God was with them, uh, And because God was with them, uh, they were able to leave. Uh, Because God was with them, uh, they were able to leave. Uh, They were able to live. Uh, It does not matter what odds are against you. Uh, The Lord is on your side. Uh, It does not matter uh, what your circumstances are and how insurmountable they might appear the Lord is on your side. It does not matter how dark and hopeless the situation look. The Lord is on your side. It does not matter what you are up against. The Lord is on your side. It does not matter about your pain, intolerability. The Lord is still on your side. It does not matter when enemies come up against you. The Lord is still on your side. Uh, I'm so glad that the Lord decided uh, in the in the Garden of Gethsemane to stay on my side. He came. Uh, And was deceived by a kiss. And then the same God was marched out yonder upon a hill. They stretched him high and spreaded him wide. I'm so glad he stayed on my side. Somebody said this man has done no wrong. Why don't you come down and save yourself? Because he was with me. And because he wanted to assure me, uh, he stayed on the cross uh, all night Friday night. uh, He stayed on the cross all day Saturday. And all night Saturday night. But early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand, declaring on heaven and earth that I have all authority. I'm so glad, I'm so glad God is good. The songwriter says, Great is our faithfulness. Oh my God, there is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not, thou compass it, thou fails not. All thou hast been, thou forever will be. Great is thy faithfulness. I wish I had time. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. I believe I'll stay with God. I don't know about you. I believe I'll continue to trust God. I don't know about you. Great is his faithfulness. Lord, have mercy. Great is his faithfulness. Great is God's faithfulness. Great is God's faithfulness. I pray that the word of God has been a blessing to you, that it has encouraged you, that it has moved the hearers to have the blessed assurance that no matter what your current situation is, no matter what your current reality is, God is with you. I want to take a time for that we might pray. And I'm asking that we'd all close our eyes and we would all bow our heads. Oh Lord God, you are worthy of all our praises. You are the God who never fails. You are the God that can do all things but fail. You are the God of Jesus' life, death, resurrection. And we see love and justice and mercy provisions, and victory. Lord, let this word be an added blessing to whomever may need it. I thank you for this gathering. I thank you for being in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank God.